0: the hammer and nigel show hello my name is nigel hammer right over there with a special guest of the drive hotline and- she is one
1: half of the chicks on the right program mock arena mock how are
2: you <laughs> i am well how are you guys doing
1: good good we've got some big national stuff we want to get your opinion on but first let's start really close to home I thought of you and your son right away when I saw what happened to the uh, lacrosse coach at Carmel. Oh, man. Died in a uh, crash. I know that was your son's coach when uh, he's playing lacrosse at Carmel High School. Nobody can probably give us a perspective better than you guys can. Take me through um, your thoughts, what your son's been saying, and what has the school been doing um, since that horrible news broke?
2: So, I have a lot to say about this. (laughs) So, I don't want to take up like your whole segment. I don't want to, because I don't want to get on a soapbox, but I also kind of do because this was Jack Meacham um, was a force. He's not just been uh, my kid who is a senior this year, he's not just been his lacrosse coach at Carmel he has been coaching my son and the other senior lacrosse players since they were in the third grade Mm. through club lacrosse so he's been a force in my kids and so many other kids lives for such a long time and obviously this is devastating for his family for his friends and those who knew him well beyond measure because he was just 31 he got married to his lovely bride just two months ago and finished up his master's program two weeks ago so you know It's just, it's just unspeakably sad in so many ways, and so, and I'm sorry if you hear dog toys in the background. (laughs) Um, But so, what happened? So this happened on Tuesday night. We all learned about it on Wednesday morning, and I was in Nashville with Daisy. um, So it was hard because I wasn't here to. You know, to hug my kid, hug my husband and kind of cope with it, cope with cope with this loss with um, my family. But what I had expected of the school at Carmel High was and I don't think this was a big ask, but I thought immediately that what they would do immediately was gather the lacrosse team together And unfortunately, that never happened. It happened at every other school in the other lacrosse programs. It happened at Guerin. It happened at Cathedral. It happened at HSE. Some of Carmel's biggest rivals immediately got the teams together to have them process or try to process what had happened as a team, which makes all kinds of sense and it's what should have happened at Carmel no one thought to do that and it just i i was infuriated another one of the moms was Expecting, as we all were, that that would be the most basic way of caring for our kids. And um, she actually had written an email to the principal, and I think to the athletic director as well, saying, you know, this is such horrible news. This was immediately, like her response immediately within an hour of learning this news was to email the, the principal, to email the AD, and just say, you know this is awful. We're all in communication about this. Please let us know how we can help. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you are getting the boys together. And at no point did that happen. Like um, no, no grief
0: no counselors or anything like that. I don't.
2: Well, so that's the thing is they said in this email they they wrote an email to the to the entire school really and all the families saying our you know our counselors are available okay. for your boys. Okay. Make sure, you know have them come to. Us. What teenage boy is going to take that? is going to do that proactively. Everybody is in shock, and they needed to be brought together to have each other's support, and that just didn't happen. Now, I do want to say that the president of the Lacrosse Booster Club, Keith Griffin, immediately went to work to organize a vigil that was held that same evening at Carmel High in the stadium, and that was... Amazing. Like he did a a phenomenal job of gathering so many people together. There was a busload of kids from Culver that drove down for that. All the kids, all the teams from the other schools participated. But on a down note about that he was he asked if there was a you know he a vigil to me is a time for people to come together and support one another in prayer. They were told they were not allowed to have prayer, so yes, a vigil was allowed to be organized what? were allowed yeah. So when they asked to have a pastor come and speak to the crowd, they were told by Carmel High, mm, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have an organized prayer. That's that we. Wow. And, and so they didn't allow it. It was so absurd on so many levels. So and Mark, so, let me jump in
1: here real quick. Just want to make sure that yeah. we're all on the same page here. The high school Carmel did not get the lacrosse players together to say, hey, you know, rely on each other, you know, during this time of sadness, anything like that that did not happen even though rival schools did that type of yep. thing and at the vigil nobody was allowed to pray
2: that's correct they were not allowed to have a pastor come and give a prayer for everybody at the vigil and so and 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 actually the girls lacrosse coach at Carmel got the girls lacrosse team together but no one thought hey maybe we should get the boys lacrosse team together you know, when this news broke. And so that was the most basic thing. It was really the only expectation I had that, you know, the the boys would be gotten together to support one another and that just didn't happen. So That was uh, very bizarre. Really yeah. really disappointed in, in how the principal handled this and and I feel like too that had this been the football team it would have been very very different um, and you know these counselors we're, were always told Carmel is cream of the crop when it comes to the counseling services and that's probably true like if a lacrosse player had decided all of a sudden that they wanted to become a girl they probably would have had all kinds of counseling and available for them but to deal with uh, uh, you know the loss of a co- coach not so much
1: how's your son doing mock how's your son doing
2: it's been very very emotional off and on i think for the first day day and a half he was just an absolute shock um but there has been a lot of tears from all of us uh, and from all the rest of the boys on the team they've been so positively impacted by jack's coaching in so many ways and so it's been it's been really really tough
1: well, Mock, make sure you tell him that uh, our audience uh, is thinking of him. We're praying for the family of the coach. And, uh, man, that's a rough yeah, situation. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to you. get your thoughts on the mugshot scene around the world. Donald Trump <laughs> um, arrested in Georgia. The mugshot is out. Take me through the response, because I think, and I've said this for a long time, I think the left just wanted the mugshot. I don't think they care if he goes to jail, if he runs for president. They just wanted the mugshot. But to me, and maybe I'm the Lone Ranger, it feels like it may have backfired on him.
2: Well, I think the right was every bit – and I think Donald Trump was every bit as interested in a mugshot as the left. I think the left – I do think – I will disagree with you in one aspect, and that is I think they wanted – the left wanted the mugshot because they see it as a means to an end. They want him behind bars. The right wanted the mugshot to show the absurdity of these multiple indictments and how – utterly meaningless they have become because it's all been so weaponized and we all see through it and so the mugshot i think for the right is like a rallying cry right like it looks like it it just he looks so defiant and so stoic in it and i and i think it's great actually so i mean the picture i think is being um celebrated on both sides of the aisle for very very different reasons
0: And he raised, what, $7 million so far (laughs) off this thing? You're you're damn right he wanted that mug shot.
2: (laughs) I mean, the merch is like flying off the shelves, I'm sure.
1: Um, Mock, from the chicks on the right with us, one more thing here before we let you go. Um, Lost, I think, a little bit in mugshot mania was Joe Biden's disastrous trip to Hawaii. Uh, It was a mess from the beginning, from getting the names of the representatives wrong to saying ridiculous things like comparing somebody who's lost their loved ones in a fire to him almost losing his Corvette. I mean... Oh, my God. This was just a train wreck from the very beginning, wasn't it?
2: Everything that he does at this point is a train wreck, so that shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that he would – and not only that he would use those personal stories, but their are lies. I mean, they're, the way that he over-dramatizes uh, what happened to him with this 20-minute kitchen fire is just so <laughs> absurd and so insulting on so many levels to the people – in in Maui. I just cannot believe, but then of course I can believe it, right? This is so par for the course for Joe Biden. And of course and when he gets back and he's like no comment on the number of people missing and the number of people who perished. It's just it's vile, but at this point it's so expected from him.
0: He did the same thing with the Gold Star families in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, my son yeah. Bo was over there and he he died as a result of being in iraq well he was in the jag corps he's a lawyer and he came back and died of brain cancer because of the burn pits he wasn't on the God. front li- he wasn't on the front lines he was trying to, to to get refugees and americans out of afghanistan but he tried to identify with them in that way And it just comes off so tone deaf and just
2: cringeworthy yeah. and he promised i mean when the, when those 13 service members lost their lives he promised justice for them and I have been waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting and I know the gold star families have certainly been waiting too nothing there has there has never been justice and the fact that they keep dancing around this and they keep hiding from the massive mistakes that they made and not taking any accountability is just gross
0: mock what are you working on at chicks on the right com and uh, and when can people see your uh, broadcast?
2: Well, they should always tune in every morning live streaming uh, on all the platforms at 7.30 Eastern every morning. And we just got back from Nashville. Uh, We did a live stream of debate night, which was really, really fun.
1: One half of the Chicks on the Right program. That is mock. Mock, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you.